0: Welcome to the Transformation Cafe with your host, Robin Masevich. Transformation Cafe, a weekly half hour of light, topical conversation about health, wellness, happiness, personal growth, spirituality, and other insights. We're glad you're here. Transformation Cafe, a fun place to nourish your soul. Now, let's get started and introduce our diners for tonight's show.
1: Well hey everyone, I wanna welcome
0: you to the Transformation
1: Cafe. I'm your host, Robin Masevich, And tonight we've got a very special guest chef in the house, Miss Gay Kelly Kaylee is Kelly's back. Hey, Miss Gay, how are you tonight? Thank you.
2: It's great to be with you.
1: Yeah. Lovely, lovely to have you. We're gonna be talking about Kay has written a book called The Game of Life, and it's actually a new edition that she's put out. And we're gonna have, as always, my wonderful co host, Miss Amy. How are you
3: today? I'm excited. I think well, one thing I wanted, this is one of my favorite K stories. She and I have been friends for a little bit over 20 years. And we talk about, you know, doing your elevator pitch and being ready to, for that, that moment in the elevator when things can happen. I actually met her in an elevator, and uh, mm-hmm. my life has never been the same in a good way. <laughs>
1: you, you guys have had a, really a relationship, relationship mom that mom has, has its but ups but and downs. A friendship of the ups and downs right from the get-go. How lovely is that? <laughs> really? So I want to I wanna read this. Is What if life were just a game? Do you have more time with it or more fun with it? Would you laugh more often? Would you take time to soak in the sunset or ma- the majesticness of a heron in flight? Well, life is a game, the game called life. And we just really want to welcome Miss Kate with, to our uh, group. And Miss Kate, when did you decide that you wanted to do a new edition with this book?
2: Well, I actually started, I I originally self-published. My other two Mm -hmm. books had a publisher that went out of business, or that division went out of business. And after I wrote this one, I thought, well, I'll just self-publish this time. But there are some mechanics of marketing that got real complicated with that. So I actually started working on a new edition two or three years ago. But I was working 12-hour days on my day job, and it took a very long time. So when I started into my big transition the first of this year, this was one of the first things on my list to get done. And I also... I have some vision issues, and I have discovered in the last year or so that it's much easier for me to read on Kindle uh, because I can make the print bigger. So I thought, well, if it's easier for me, it'll probably be easier for other folks, too. So I wanted both of those things to happen.
1: Well, You know, and it's so poetic how, you know, we have these personal things that come up for us and it just helps us to be that much more available for other people when we can incorporate that into the way that we do our life and being able to offer, you know, our wisdom and our just knowing of things to other people. So I think that's awesome. So kind of tell everybody a little bit about, you know, what is the game of life and how you actually got started in actually creating the, you know, just just from the get go.
2: Yeah, I, this was the most miraculous book say each one has its own personality. But I had finished um, a book called Choice Point that I never did find a publisher for and had gone to speak at a church Sunday morning and was like thinking, okay, I've taken some time off, eight or nine months to write. I need to get my business marketed. And I just instantaneously got this answer, now you have another book to write. And I thought, I need income. Within an hour, I had totally lost my voice. Mm. And so I just sat down and it was like, okay, I've got this. Sit down and start writing. And I wrote the book in five days. Wow. going directly from the universe through my fingers and it felt like I was reading it for the first time on on the screen as I was writing it so it was you know there was nothing there that I was shocked at but it certainly is not a book that I sat down and I did an outline and I decided this is what I was going to try to say the universe told me what to say and that's what I Mm -hmm. said that's lovely, that's
1: just so you know, and you know if 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 you've ever had anything like that happen in your life where it just feels like you've got this wind behind you that's just guiding you, um boy, what a gift, what a gift, and it's one of those things that this is reminding me of the shack, you know how the shack got written, the same kind of thing it just flowed through his fingers and wound up being this thing that just really went out into the world and changes people, so I know the game of life is just just the same thing for people, so it's just really I mean if you go to um Amazon and look at the um just some of the reviews and stuff for for this book you know they all talk about k and then how it's just this book that you can't put down because it's just so wonderful with all the the wisdom and just practices and everything that go with it so so you know a lot of this book is about transformation, so you know how do we know when it's time for a transformation
3: or a transition
1: or transition mhm, yeah. Is there a difference between a transition and a transformation?
2: I think so. But I'd have okay. to give that deep thought. <laughs> but what comes okay. To me is... By the
1: end of the show, well, we're going to be looking for the answer. Okay. Okay.
2: <laughs> no pressure. I, I think that a transition may lead to a transformation. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Um, okay. But it's, it's it seems to me that a transition is more of a gestation period. And certainly okay. th- the way that I write about life in the game called life is that we're partners with the divine. And how I kind of envision that this all happened is that before we were even conceived, our soul set with the universe, God, all that is, whatever word you want to use for that, and said, okay, what's this next life going to be about? And and that's written on the backside of our hearts. Well, if you mm. think physically where your heart is, about the only place in your body that you can't see <laughs> is the backside of it. <laughs> and so you have to feel... In order to know what's next, and the the universe and and the wisdom that our souls had at that point was of seeing well, the way I envision it is sort of like the Grand Canyon, but bigger, and it's like mm-hmm. you can see the whole universe and know what's needed, and it's a really complex thing that our human heads can't get begin to get around mm-hmm. but our souls know that and then as we live we're guided one step at a time we're never said told this is the first of the next 10 steps and this is where it's going to end up we're just told this is the next step and you take that step and then you ask for guidance, and you get the next step. <laughs> and inevitably for me, if I get two or three steps and I think I know where this is going, the universe will smack me in the tail and say, no, you <laughs> listen, <laughs> stop thinking. <laughs> and yeah, so that exactly, trans- stop thinking. That the transition, I think we have sort of segments of our life where we're accomplishing one or more things and it gets to the end of that and we'll start getting signs that it's time to do something different well a lot of us gets really attached you know I was Mm -hmm. um, a couple transitions back I had a good relationship I had a great house I had a great business that I loved and just literally in in a week's time it all died Mm. and so it's like okay, I get this (laughs) more often for me. It's not quite that dramatic. uh, Although there was one other time in my life in my thirties where literally my grandmother died, my father died, my uncle died, my husband left me, my dog died. And this all happened within two or three months. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, at that point, it's like, okay, I guess that something's going on here, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I don't really know what it is, and my job isn't to know what it is. It's just to kind of follow that, that divine guidance. And so for the last couple of transitions for me, it's been about boredom. I would just find myself so intensely bored with whatever I was doing that I would just think, uh, Amy and I talk every couple of weeks and she can tell you over the last year is like, every time we talk, I am so bored, <laughs> you know, and then just like all of a sudden one day, it was like the words are coming out of my mouth. I can't do this anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
2: and I literally walked into my boss's office and I had projects that were going to take several months to finish and said, I'm out of here at the end of July. That's it. Mm -hmm. And so, and I had no idea. And I was working in the federal government where people tend to be very security oriented and everybody thought I was making something up. How, How dare you, you know, leave your job without something to go to and it's like uh-huh. i just knew something would happen you know and and it did it did it did i think i wasn't listening closely enough but the universe has a way of adjusting our course if we get get off course and that's what happened and so now i'm i'm in very much in a listening space and i'm also keenly aware i i'm a certified coach i think as you know and i have 12, 13 different special certifications. But the thing I've been really passionate about since I was 10 years old was creating wellness and health. And so as soon as I stopped working at the end of the year, I got a health coach certification as well and thought, oh, well, this is what's next. And it was just real clear to me, no, you were supposed to do that, but that's not what's next. And so as the months have passed, I kept feeling like, okay, I need to be moving on this. And it was like every time I did, the universe would just say, no, it's not time. And so mm-hmm. finally, last Thursday, I was being coached and I just got to this place. It's just not time. And I need more personal healing for whatever is coming next. And
3: mm-hmm.
2: when it comes, will be when it comes
1: hmm And usually, well, isn't it true that when you have that happen, when you actually choose to surrender?
2: Because that's
1: really what's, you know, to me, in my mind, that's what we're talking about is being able to just say, you know, yes, I, you know, I, I give this, you know, I let go of what my expectations should be for this. Then everything opens up and you you, you have change happen way more, you know, way faster.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah or, or not,
1: that's, that's you right. know. It's like you're saying, you know. Sometimes I can't see it. I can't see it in front of me, even though it's right there. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, yeah.
2: Um,
1: you know, if, if that were the case, we'd all be we all be lottery winners and <laughs> have all this stuff working really, really well for ourselves. So, but you know, I think it's it's so great that you're willing to share your story. Thank you so much for that, Kay. Go ahead, Amy. Well, thank, thank you.
3: So what, I, what I wanted to throw out is the gosh. When was the uh, the game called I first published, Kay?
2: Oh gosh, two thousand two, I think.
3: Okay, so since then, um, I have read it every six months, and it it's, it helps me to stay in the game, literally. And I have given given many, many copies, and people re- do read it read it right through, which you can do relatively quickly, and you can read through it quickly. But it it's something that you keep working, you keep working, you keep working. So I'd like to have you talk a little bit about, I don't even know how to describe this, however it makes sense to you to talk about you know, like the, the how the book helps you to live from your heart. I don't know if, they, if they've been a good question.
2: Well, I, I just, before I answer your question, I have to say that I read the book about once or twice a year myself. And every time I read it, I get something new
0: or I yeah, get Mr. it on a
2: different level. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it's like, oh, I thought I understood that lesson, but I get it <laughs> differently now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I, the same way. I'm the same way. Yeah, yeah. So, the game called life is really about what I call living a prayer. Mm. And living a prayer is kind of an attitude for towards life. So rather than saying a prayer, which oftentimes comes from our brains. It's like being in communion with the universe. So if you think about the word communication, it's a communion. It's that flow back and forth. And so it really starts with holding your heart open. And I talked about this being written on the backside of your heart, but really being conscious of having your heart open to what your heart intended. You know, when you were sitting before you were conceived and saying, this is what my life is about, what What was it that you should be doing right now? And it, it, interestingly, I was doing a, a workshop, a full-day workshop on living with purpose, or three weeks before I started working on the game called life and I found myself and this has often happened to me when I think a book is just stating that I'll be saying something and it's like where did that come from because I hadn't articulated it that way before but it was like the purpose of all of our lives are to do three things and and those are what I call the covenants and. The first is that we each have, I have no idea how many, but spiritual lessons that we need to learn across our lifetimes. And once we've learned them, then we don't have to learn that one again. There'll be other lessons we have to learn, but we don't have to learn that particular one. So it's a great privilege for each of us to master a spiritual lesson. And so, in payment for that privilege, we agree to perform special service. And we don't necessarily know what that looks like, but we will be provided gifts and talents to use along the way. And so, our goal is to develop those gifts and talents as fully as we can. It's really a responsibility because as we do that, we become more effective at both the service and the spiritual growth. So when you're holding your heart open, it, and The Game Called Life is a really short novel about a young woman, a young woman, a middle-aged woman, <laughs> Lizzie, who's learning to live this way. And so Lizzie keeps being told by Helen, who's her spiritual guide, the answers are always there if you just hold your heart open and think about your covenant and then listen. So that holding yourself in integrity at each step along the way, each step along the, each day is the first step. And then to be really aware to ask for guidance. And I think for me, this is the biggest challenge because, you know, I get up and have to get ready for work and make my coffee and make my breakfast and bathe and stretch and all that. And it's so easy to get going on an autopilot mode that pretty soon we're half or two thirds of the way through the day. And we haven't really thought about what, what was on the backside of our heart that we were supposed to be doing today rather than just the routine. And so that second step of that is really being aware at each step during the day. What would you have me do? What am I to do next? And and again, knowing that it may take you in a different direction than you expected to go. Mm-hmm. And then the third step is really about listening intently. So a lot of times we ask those questions and then we don't really listen intently for the answers or we ask the question and then our mind jumps in and tries to think about, well, what, what does my mind want to do? What does my ego want to do as opposed to what do I want to do? And when I've been really focused on that, I mean, the answers can come in all kinds of ways, but generally I find they come pretty quickly. So I can remember driving down the highway one day and uttering that. And the next song that came on the radio, if you said the words of the song, it was the answer to what I was supposed to do next. Mm -hmm. Another time, it was like I was trying to, I was traveling and I was trying to figure out where I wanted to stay. And so I uttered those words. And quite literally, a quarter of a mile further down the highway, there's this big billboard, and it looks like somebody's hand has written in the side, This is your place. (laughs) Um, Other times, you know, you do this, and somebody pulls in front of you in the traffic, and they've got a vanity license plate with a word on it that tells you Mm -hmm. what the answer should be. Um, Other times, it comes in the form of, Maybe a dream. Uh, Sometimes, this is, um, a lot of times we'll find ourselves giving somebody else some advice. And at least for me, it really gets my attention when I give different people the same advice two or three times within a day or two. I think about, this is probably the advice I should be giving myself. (laughs) <laughs> <So I'll get laughs> out of that and do that and and i just have an example when i was living in oregon um i had had several people and a lot of times i mentored graduate students who would help me with project work or um coaching clients but i told several people in a week's time that um if i were to just be free to go wherever I wanted. I'd probably look at North or South Carolina. Now you have to remember I'm living in Oregon. That's all the way across the country from Northwest to Southeast. (laughs) And so it's, you know, it it seems like an odd leap to make. But then it wasn't a week after that, that I got guidance in a number of forms that I was supposed to move to North Carolina. And one of those pieces of guidance was I literally woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning with a heart-pounding dream. don't remember the dream, but I knew I was supposed to be in Raleigh on October the 20th, and I got up in the middle of the night and booked my flight. Wow. But over the – and then the next morning, the headlines for the, the Eugene, Oregon newspaper were uh, was that Raleigh-Durham was named the best place in the U.S. To live. At noon, I walked into a bookstore and somebody's asking a question about having any books about North Carolina. There were six things over one 24-hour period that all had to do with North Carolina. So, you know, if we're tuned in, you know, I didn't think I was going to leave Oregon, but it was real clear that was where I was supposed to to be. And then after we've listened to explore eagerly because a lot of times we're given things one step at a time, as I talked about. And this, um, I can't remember which one of the Indiana Jones movies that there's a land bridge, but he's got to actually take the leap before he can see the bridges there. Yeah. That when we're living this way more often than not, We're making major leaps several times a day, and we don't know where it's going to lead. And so to be willing to do that, not knowing. So I have a business that's based in Eugene, Oregon. I have a client in Portland and a couple in Albany, but they're all within a couple of hours drive. To move across the country where I have no clients Does't make any sense at all for somebody who's been building a business, but I did it, and interestingly enough um, as soon as I knew where I was supposed to go, I went I bought a house, and the house I was in February I bought the house I was going to close on it in April I was going to be there by the end of July, and I had in in my mind great marketing strategy the most destructive thing spiritually for me was having a graduate degree in business <laughs> That's another thing and you know i got developed jumped into the developed business plan and i was going to be there once a month for each of those months to build business and quite literally i was not able to get out of bed for three months my neck was breaking spontaneously i had the Center for Disease Control had a case on me. I, I was walking around for my last month in Oregon with an IV stone in my arm. I couldn't, I literally couldn't go out and market in the way that I wanted to. So what ended up happening was the universe had the other plans for me. And if I built the business that I thought I was going to build... I wouldn't have been able to do what I needed to do. So that explore eagerly and then follow fearlessly. And I like to think in this stage about faithing as a verb. Mm. So we usually think about faith as something, a, a noun, something we have. But I'm thinking about it as a verb. Because if we have faith in this process, every step along the way is a demonstration of our faith. And it's that moving through life in that faithing way. Um, the sixth of the seven steps are to risk greatness. And a lot of times, something that doesn't look like it's such a great thing ends up being a really great thing. But we just have to have more distance and more perspective to know that. And the case that I always like to um, to use about this is President Carter, and I think he was president in the late 70s. Most people think he really wasn't that great a president, but he, he built a reputation as a man of integrity. He was very concerned about human rights. Um, he, he wanted to do the right thing. And as a consequence of his really lackluster presidency, he was able to move into something that is far more important. So as soon as he finished being president, countries that are just moving to democracy begin to reach out to him to come and monitor their elections because he's globally established a reputation as somebody of integrity. And that's far more important work than what he was doing as president. But most of us wouldn't think of being president as being a stepping stone on the way to something else. But I think he, he's a good example of how taking a risk to do what's right can lead to something greater. And then the last is this kind of attitude of gravi- gratitude and savoring Whatever gift comes along, as the gift that was intended for us, and it may not look like a gift at the time, but again, as we get distance we, in perspective, we can always see the gift.
0: Hmm.
1: So, if you had to put one word, if you had to put one word to the game of life or a process, what would you give it?
3: Facing.
1: Mm hmm. hmm. Yeah, I love that. I that's the perfect word. Mm hmm. And it's a verb. <laughs> yeah,
3: baby. <laughs> it's a verb. Yes, yes. And, and it's, it's a verb. verb, made a verb.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I think that's, you know.
3: We appreciate you you know, staying up late because you're back east, so you're three hours later <laughs> yeah. than us. And to be sharing this gift with us. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank, thank you, you Miss
1: Kay.
2: It's my yeah. privilege I so, love your show. Thank you. We're going to
1: go ahead and um, put the connection because there's a. The, the you know the, again this is a new edition of the game of life and um, you can be able to go on Amazon and again you know we've got uh, other ways of being able to connect with it. We'll make sure that all those are at cafe dot com and we'll even have a link if you just want to get the book and have that be kind of just a a speedy way of going to click and buy and have it available for everybody. So um, I, um, I think we should just totally this would be a great book that we should actually go and do with with the cafe book club. What do you think, Kim?
3: That's, that's exactly what I was going to say.
0: Okay, oh, would be, so oh this God. would be definitely,
1: definitely a good yeah. a good uh, precursor for us, you know, walking through the book and and uh, being able to have you come on and kind of you know bounce our way through some of this different stuff. That would be wonderful if you can make yourself available. We'd really appreciate that.
2: That would be lovely.
1: Okay. Well, nighty night. <laughs> good night, good night, girl. Bye. We're gonna tuck you in and and give you uh, give you a big hug for gratitude. So. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Oh, Love well. you. Love you you
1: too. Thanks, Kay. So just really want to encourage everybody to be, you know, listening to your heart and keeping it open and just to be remembering that, you know, it's that small voice that's on the backside of your heart, as Miss Kay likes to say. And uh, again, thank you to our international audience and as always for joining us and Miss Amy as well. And we'll see you next time here at the cafe. Thanks for joining us.
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to the Transformation Cafe podcast. To learn more, visit transformation-cafe.com for show notes, guest information, and links to previous shows. You can also subscribe to the Transformation Cafe podcast on iTunes. Join us again next time at the Transformation Cafe, a fun place to nourish your soul.